Everyone loves a good underdog story, and DC's Legends of Tomorrow is no exception. You're listening to the Nerd on Mike commentary. I'm Jeremy Jones. I can remember media coverage when the CW announced that they were ordering a new TV series featuring an ensemble cast of characters. One radio host turned podcaster talked about how the CW must be desperate making a TV show about Hawkgirl, an ironic statement considering the wide breadth of superheroes who make their way through the Legends of Tomorrow. The point being that nobody understood how these B-ranked superheroes could carry their own show. Even after the conclusion of Season 1, Legends of Tomorrow was at the bottom of my list of the Arrowverse shows in regard to excitement. We had a new season of Arrow and Flash, plus the CW was rescuing CBS's Supergirl from cancellation. And the Legends had been outshined by the brilliance of Flash and Supergirl during the 2015-16 season. So color me surprised as I say the underdogs have risen beyond my expectations. The ragtag team trimmed the fat and brought up some new drafts as it entered Season 2. We said goodbye to Captain Cold, Hawkgirl, and Hawkman while we added Vixen and Citizen Steel to the legendary ranks. The former team leader, Rip Hunter, is noticeably absent for half of the season. And I think the format of rotating cast members is a great idea for the show. It generates continuous change and renewal while keeping things fresh without having to engineer drama for the show. Another great boon for the show is its shorter season order. The big cast and short episode count allows the opportunity to get in and tell the story without needing to stretch storyline out with pointless filler or, as I said, engineered drama. The actual storyline for the season brings back the fan-favorite Flash villain, Eobard Thawne, also known as the Reverse Flash. In this sense, Legends of Tomorrow almost feels like a subplot of The Flash. Considering the basis of Season 2 spins directly out of Flash's Season 3 opener with Eobard Thawne back from the dead trying to escape the speedster of death, the Black Flash. That may be why I love this season so much, because I love the CW's Flash show and it feels like an extension of that. Considering the history between Barry Allen and the Reverse Flash, it is a little disappointing to see the Legends handle the threat of Thawne instead of the cast from Central City. I suppose the Flash villains are what truly makes this show shine, because Mick Rory is also one of my favorite characters. The Thief, also known as Heatwave, has almost evolved beyond his comic book counterpart. He is so much more than the character who fights the Flash in the monthly print. This season we see him learn to move past the sacrifice of his best friend and grow to care for and love the other legends in his own peculiar way. It's probably why one of my few beefs with this season was the way that Roy was treated near its end. Considering all he has done for the team, there is an uncharacteristically forced moment of betrayal between the team and Rory. Rory makes one mistake when he thinks he's losing his mind, and all the friends he's lived with for more than two years suddenly turn on him, creating the self-fulfilling prophecy that they worried about. I mentioned earlier that Rip Hunter was only present for half the season, which is a great opportunity the writers chose to capitalize on. They used Rip Hunter to act as a measuring stick for how far the legends developed since season one. All the crew members of the Wave Rider have grown and matured in the absence of Captain Hunter's shepherding hand, Sarah Lance as Captain, Nathaniel Hayward as a navigator of sorts, and Jefferson Jackson as the mechanic. Ray Palmer maintains his role of all-around good guy, while Martin Stein is still a pompous, annoying... 
let's just say I'm not his biggest fan. DC Legends of Tomorrow feels like the best of the CW's four Arrowverse shows for the 2016-17 season, and I'm excited to see what's in store for the upcoming Season 3. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Nerd on Mike Commentary. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, I'm Jeremy Jones.